shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly. And thanks for listening to My Friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly and I'm autistic. But what's critical to understand is that I'm just one person on the autism spectrum. So if you've met one person on the spectrum, you've met one person on the spectrum. No two autistic people are the same. We have individual challenges and gifts. My purpose is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through open, honest and inquisitive conversations on autism. This podcast seeks to break down stigmas and misconceptions around autism while providing real insights into life on the spectrum. My aim is to have open conversations that inform and engage and ultimately make the world a better place for autistic people. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now at the Orion Kelly Facebook page. My guest on this episode is Rachel Rowe founder and CEO of Autism Camp Australia. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome. Now, before we get to Autism Camp Australia, I'd love you to just tell us a bit about you and also your connection to autism. Yeah, well, I, um, my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter was diagnosed with ASD um, just around two years ago. We knew there was something going on for some time, but it took a little while for us to actually work out that it was autism. And um, and getting that diagnosis was probably the best thing that ever happened because then we actually um, started to understand what was really going on. We were able to um, inform ourselves as parents about what we needed to do to support her um, and, um, and and just sort of start working positively towards, um, you know, making things as easy as we could for her moving forward. And also I've noticed from following your social media presence and those types of things, you've obviously really quit and left a life behind to to start this new project. Do you just want to quickly tell us a bit about your background prior to Autism Camp? What were you as a person? What, what have you been up to in your career? Sure. Well, look, yeah, I mean, really, Autism Camp Australia feels like the bringing together of 25 years of different stuff in a bunch of different... Um, and I've worked across charities, not-for-profits, um, huge, big international businesses, small, little... Um, sort of cottage industry businesses um, and um, the common thread really has been that my work has um, mostly been about um, creating social change. So whether that's working um, around the environment or whether it's working with homeless people, whether it's been working in the Indigenous sector um, and, and I've worked broadly across um, business and marketing really through from um, managing small businesses that have become very big of my own um, to uh, marketing huge big international events to event managing massive events 
um, to um, helping small businesses starting out with their marketing and business management to just most recently for the last two years um, running a, a charity working in the Indigenous arts sector. So my my experience is broad um, and a lot of that experience has been hands-on, uh, learning on the job. Uh, I have a background in design and, and um, professional qualifications in marketing, but a lot of the actual running of businesses um, has, has been a very hands-on process over the last 25 years. And so, yeah, as I say, I feel really like this is the bringing together of all that I've learned over the last 25 years to put to good use for something that is really needed. Absolutely. And really fulfill your, your life's purpose. When I think when you, you talk about your own personal experience, you know, with your daughter, for me, you know, as an autistic person, I can absolutely uh, understand and relate to that experience. And I guess being, uh, being in the dark, until diagnosis is received and how helpful it can be for parents with autistic kids and you know also for you know autistic adults it really is one of those things where sometimes you feel like you can be quite alone after diagnosis or not really provided with the types of things you really need and how was your own personal experiences with your daughter and kind of, I guess, raising a child and coming to grips with that diagnosis, how has that inspired Autism Camp and and I guess the story of how it all came about? Well, really, I think, you know, the, 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 the most important thing for me is that I obviously want the best for my daughter. And so I'm coming to, to this with absolute best practice in mind because we would want any other child to be experiencing the best that they can coming to our camp. So we wanted to pull together a combination of... I mean, we, we, we recognised very early on that, 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 well, one, we needed a break sometimes and there wasn't really anything, uh, any way for us to do that. Um, we don't have local grandparents around, um, so my husband and I um, have to take care of the children all the time and sometimes it just, yeah, you just need a bit of a break. There wasn't really anything out there um, that catered to um, families, the whole family, um, with a child, an autistic child specifically. There's things that they have to sort of broad disability camps, but there wasn't anything really that catered to the whole family that also had a very comprehensive program, both for the parents and for siblings. So we recognised that we needed we needed a break. We also recognised in the last year particularly that our daughter gets on better with autistic kids, and, uh, and that makes sense. You know, I mean, I'm sure you'll be aware of the the analogy that's often used of a, a PC and a Mac, two very different operating systems coming to the same end point, and. You know, it's, it's some people who speak PC speak Mac. Some people who speak Mac speak speak PC. Um, some speak both. But it's easiest to speak to the people um, in your own language. And so um, we, we sort of recognised in helping her to develop her own personal friendships, which, as for a lot of autistic young people, has been quite a challenge for her, that she seemed to just connect better with autistic kids. So we, decide, we sort of recognised that it would be great to um, pull together uh, families with autistic young people to enable those friendships to form. I also set up a local um, support group in the last year um, because I felt like I needed to meet with um, other families, other parents of autistic young people or, or, and other kids um, with, with um, sort of behavioural challenges um, and be able to have frank conversations about how life is. It's a conversation that is very difficult to have with parents of neurotypical children um, because they just don't understand. They don't see a lot of what's going on because a lot of it happens at home. So it's kind of understandable that it's hard for people to, to, to understand the dynamic of what goes on, the behaviour 
behaviour that goes on. Um, but yeah, that group has been absolute gold to me. That sort of peer-to-peer support group has been absolute gold to me. So, so also recognising that by bringing a bunch of families together um, with similar needs and similar experiences, it would enable families to also be able to have those conversations as well. And then we also recognise, I mean, my, my autistic daughter has a, a, a younger neurotypical sibling who um, rallies and pulls her away and she's only four, um, but she, she, you know, like I would say, her, her autistic sister does uh, put her through it a bit. <laughs> and um, there's, uh, there's uh, as, as most siblings do but but it can be quite challenging for her younger sister so we also wanted to bring in a peer-to-peer support program for siblings so that the siblings would not only have their own um, dedicated siblings program that was about having fun and just hanging out and being a, just being a child um, but also could sit down in a leg group and talk about their experience of being um, the sibling of, a, of an autistic child and, and what that means for them and what they what they need support with and what they can do to support their their sibling. Um, so, and then of course having some, um, as well as just sort of general respite for um, for parents, we wanted to bring in an element of education. We've, we've put together a really exciting program of workshops through from uh, how to navigate your way through a proprioceptive sensory space, how to use those tools at home to support your child, um, to how to navigate a relationship with your school. Uh, all sorts of really useful workshops running over a whole day's program for parents and plus a full day of self-care for parents, something that is always the last thing on the list of of things that gets done. So massage and yoga and meditation and and rhythm and dance and, you know, just just an opportunity to to have a bit of of me time for for, for mum and dad or whoever's coming as, as the parents' carers of those children. So really it was looking at all of those elements and seeing how we could pull them together to put together a program that, um, that that hasn't really been done before, and we we did that by putting a survey out to autistic young people and to families of autistic young people, and we had over 800 surveys. Um, completed uh, and that information then was really the starting point for how we built the program. And I, I really think that you know what you've what you've said there's so so many things popped into my head as as you were talking and I'm going to try and I'm going to try and go over a couple of the first thing you were, that I think um, people listening parents with autistic you know kids or, or children or a child uh, listening right now they can absolutely relate to you when you talked about it's just really hard to have conversations with parents of neurotypical kids about uh, the challenges and the the behavioural issues and all the appointments and just the the rigorous lifestyle you lead. And it's it, a lot of times it it just isn't helpful. So the ability to be able to talk to other people that understand and you know you can you can just vent and gather gather um, you know advice and different tools is just utterly and absolutely invaluable and it's funny you brought it up from my point of view I'm, a, I'm obviously um, an autistic adult and my wife she's neurotypical when we have two kids uh, one neurotypical one autistic I actually never thought about that before that you've just mentioned because m- my autistic son uh, he's only five but you know he goes to kinder you know with neurotypical kids and a lot of times behavioral issues you know meltdowns it can go it can get a bit pear-shaped but um, now you mention it, there's been experiences where he'd go to say, uh, you know, OT and there'll be another autistic child and they'll suddenly, you know, start 
talking and playing together and the mum will say to you know my wife oh she doesn't usually talk so well it, make, it makes complete sense yeah. doesn't it i mean it's sort of like you know speaking the same language as you know as, as, as someone else and they'll understand you yeah absolutely i mean we, it was something we recognized quite early on after diagnosis was sort of yeah that, that you know, my daughter was really finding it easier with other autistic young people yeah i mean my hope honestly is that families will come say we have a group of families come to a camp in april next year um and those nine families that come and attend a camp or have such will create will form such a such a lovely bond between both the parents and 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 and, and the young people that they'll come to that same camp every year for every year you know and and, and those friendships will blossom and they'll become friends for life you know like yeah. I, I really think the the capacity for growth and and um, in, in, in both young, the young people attending and the parents and siblings attending is, is, is enormous. Uh, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all those friendships form. We also really hope that young people who come through the programs will come back and work for us. And I'm really keen to employ as many autistic people as we can. We're hoping to set up a volunteer program um, so that autistic young adults who are interested in becoming disability support workers can come and volunteer at our camps. And if they're keen, they can go and they can do the 12 months training in dis- as a disability support worker and, and get their credentials that they then need to come back with their own lived experience and support other young people coming through. So there's a multitude of, of ways that um, families and young people will grow through attending the camps. And since launching, you've talked about the survey, since actually launching, going live, what kind of response ha- have you got from parents and you know, how has that made you feel? Oh, look, I can't tell you. I mean, right from the start, I, I mean, it's only been 14 weeks since I gave up my full-time job to to go full-time on this and make this happen and and I, I've just been astonished. We knew there was a, a need, but I, I had no idea how, need that, how big the need was. It, it's it's in, enormous um, and the the response, I mean I, I've had people who've been, who've enrolled or have called me like a, a single mum of five children with, with disabilities who's just like, oh my god, this is going to change my life, you know, like so there, there's, there's an incredible need for it um, and and I mean overwhelmingly incredibly positive response. I mean we you know we, we haven't any so we're sort of connected with nearly thirty thousand people on Facebook this week. Um, we've got two and a half thousand people signed up to the Facebook page. A thousand people on our mailing list. Like it's been fourteen weeks. Uh, there is an incredible need for um, a service like this out there. It's extraordinary. Those numbers are for anyone who understands statistics and Facebook. They'll know that that is an extraordinary result in such a small space of time. Can you? I know it's more of a synopsis than a long, you know, a long essay. But can you kind of? Talk to us about how Autism Camp actually works. And I know you've talked about the whole family, but just who can attend it? Because obviously there's age restrictions on, on the autistic child. So just kind of give us the, the synopsis. Yeah, so we're, we're catering to, to young people between the ages of 7 and 14. Um, we've set quite a broad, it's already quite a broad age range. It's been challenging for some people who fall out of that age range um, uh, because everybody wants to come. But we, we have to we have to take care with the safety of the kids first and foremost. So you, you can't have children older than 14 who've got quite a big physical presence, particularly if they've got behavioural, physical things going on around little 7-year-olds. So 7 to 14 is our age range. Um, people are 
very welcome to bring siblings outside of that age range, but they won't be able to take part in um, the programs um, that we've set up. So there's a program for the siblings and a program for the autistic young people. Um, that program runs from 8.30 in the morning till 4 o'clock each day. Um, the autistic young people are cared for during that program um, by qualified um, disability support workers, but not just qualified disability support workers. We will only take on people um, who have lived experience or real experience of working with autistic young people. So, um, because we, we recognise, we've recognised already that while there are lots of incredible disability support workers out there, there is a, a, a very sort of niche understanding that needs to happen um, for autistic young people. Um, people need to really understand what's going on when some behaviours are, are happening. Um, so, so those carers are um, as a standard on a three to one ratio with the young people, but we also offer a one to one ratio for children who have higher needs. Um, and uh, they are looking after the kids between 8.30 and 4, as I say. We've set it up as a self-catered um, accommodation um, set up because we um, also recognised that um, taking young, that young people coming into a new situation, meeting new carers, being away from home, being somewhere new can take a little while to settle. It's taking them out of their comfort zone and routine is so important for autistic young people. I know that my daughter takes three or four days to settle in if we go on holiday somewhere. It takes a moment for her to find a rhythm in a new space. So we really thought it was important for mum and dad to be there and um, to, to pick things up at the end of the day when, when kids are often sort of overloading from all the new experiences um, that they've been through and the new routine, routine that they've been through. So having, you know, mum time cooked spaghetti bolognese or um, or you know dad's beans on toast whatever it is uh, in in a space with mum and dad um, with the, to, to, to sort of help soothe them and look after them during that sort of end of the day period and overnight um, was a sort of critical part of our decision making also because often we're using um, for our accommodation um, uh, properties that are already uh, being used in by um, mainstream school camps and, and groups going and so um, they're often catering to much bigger numbers than ours so to take those kids into um, a shared um, catered food space for two, three hundred people is really going to be highly anxiety raising. So we decided to opt with a self-catering option so that we could have this sort of smaller autonomous space that it, it, in Byron Bay, the first camp that we've set up, it's actually set a little bit away from the rest of the activities and the rest of the accommodation so that we have our own sort of autonomous space. We've got um, tables set up outside so that families can come to, still come together within our group to eat their own food and socialise in the evening time. We've got some activities on in the evening. We've got food, a barbecue on on the first night, a Mexican feast on the second night. There's a party on the last night where our fabulous self-care team put together a sort of rhythm works um, session for a couple of hours and everybody gets to, to take part. Um, and we have a, a proprioceptive sensory space set up um, with all sorts of things in it that's there for the autistic young people to wind down between sort of four and five. They're, they're sort of allocated time to go and spend in that space and just sort of try and release some of their anxieties and stresses of the day by using that space. And that space is available for families to use at any time of the day through the week. So if a child doesn't want to do a particular activity, then they can, um, the parents can take them and, and be in that space um, instead of attending those activities. So it's for... 
uh, four full days of activities, five nights. And you come in on the first afternoon and have a bit of a sort of meet and greet and get to know everybody. And then the program kicks in properly the following day. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 and then the activities are really a range of, um, for this, for the autistic young people's program, it's a range of, um, therapies, including equine assisted learning and art therapy, um, as well as a sort of, uh, communication support therapy session and, um, or, and then great outdoor activities like kayaking and climbing wall, um, and those sort of things. That's I rock, going around the rock pools and spotting marine life and kite building, that sort of thing. And then some sort of art craft based activities as well. It's a combination of the three. The siblings, um, program is, is, is based on all of those things apart from the therapies. Um, and then they also get the, an hour each day with our education expert who will read the, will lead the SibWorks program for them, which is all about their sort of peer-to-peer support for siblings. So, yeah, lots going on. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <jam-packed>. Amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing. For parents of you know, an autistic child, could you just potentially broaden out a bit? What kind of things will their kids be able to do at Autism Camp? What kind of things do you offer for the for the autistic kids to do on a day-to-day basis? Well, as I say, there'll be those sort of equine therapy and art therapy um, and communication sessions. Um, and then uh, we have an awesome equine-assisted learning therapist coming in to um, do a session one morning with bringing her horses on site, her horses that are used to being around children with um, disabilities and um, have some time with them. Um, we've got an incredible art therapist, Karma Barnes, who's currently doing an incredible project in Rome, who's coming back and will be running our art therapy session. Um, nature craft and adventuring through worlds of colour, coastal birds and kite making, flying, kayaking, rock pools and beach combing, beach games, lots lots of different fun things to do, really. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. And now parents with autistic children like myself, we sometimes can avoid or kind of, you know, I guess be afraid of going on holidays because there's just so many challenges. And yeah. obviously parents and neurotypical siblings, they still need respite. They still need holidays as much as autistic kids also need to relax and have fun. And I, I guess my wife and I have kind of come to the realisation, you know what, going on holidays isn't fun like it used to be, but we're doing it because we know it is fun for our kids in different ways and they will remember it and it's more important to yeah. create memories with them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we're the ones, you know, ro- rocking ourselves to sleep at night, but at least they get great memories. But how is Autism Camp and the experience you set up, how is it able to satisfy the different needs of you know neurotypical siblings, you know, autistic kids, and parents. Well, because they all have their own programs. So, so I mean, and anyone who wants to have a look can have a look at this as a draft, an example program for Byron Bay up on the website. So you can see in quite a lot of detail how it works. So, in that period between nine and uh, so eight thirty and four every day, um, parents and siblings and autistic young people are separated off into the three different activities for them. But then they come back together to have family time with all the other families out of that. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a, a sort of a great portion of the time. Um, of the daytime, at least, which 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 is very much about you know going off and 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 doing those things that are really sort of catered to your needs and what you need. So whether it's you know on 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 the the sort of um, fifth day of the of, of where we do the self care day, and um, that's you know mum and dad having you know like a massage in their cabin and then going and doing a yoga session or a meditation session or whatever it is. While they know that you know the neurotypical sibling is off, you know 
climbing rock walls, and their autistic um, um, child is 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 is, is off kayaking. Uh, so so there's there's lots going on, and we're catering to a really broad range. We want this to be as as inclusive as possible. Obviously, we can't cater to every every different scenario that there is. There's so many different scenarios that we're dealing with, um, and that's before we even start with the funding, which is also complex. There's a lot of administration in getting it right. Everyone's package is a little bit different um, because of the way they're funded. But um, but yeah, we're sort of trying to keep it as broad and inclusive as possible. So we're we're accepting um, any any child that's autistic from ASD one to ASD three um, into the program. And, you know, it doesn't matter if they're nonverbal. It doesn't matter if they have behaviour issues. We'll we'll cater to that. We'll put support on to to manage that. And you know, it might be that there's a child who has high anxiety, and mum or dad needs to be with them at activities on the first day. But by the end of the first day, they've got to know their carer a little better, and they feel a bit more comfortable. And you know, mum and dad can mum or dad can step away then, um, and and have some time out um, after that first day. It, it will it will vary. It'll be very tailored to to each family, and we're going to work really closely. Um, with people's um, NDIS goals. Uh, so the idea is that we're really building capacity for those young people. I mean, the second stage of our intake process is actually a 100-question questionnaire for each um, each of the autistic young people who are coming. We've we, we, sort of really gone to turn on. We, we, we want to know what triggers them. We want to know, you know, whether they have toileting needs. We want to know if they need medication through the day. We want to know um, what makes them feel happy, what makes them feel calm, um, what are their favourite things to do. You know, like it's a, a really comprehensive intake process that we go through so that um, our team are then really well equipped to, to support them so that mum and dad hopefully can step away and have a rest. Which is a real game changer for my wife and I. What a, what a game changer that would be to actually go on a holiday and, and actually have a break or time to ourselves. Well, I mean, we haven't had time to ourselves on a holiday in five years, so that would be extraordinary. But what kind of outcomes are you hoping will be achieved for all involved, the autistic kids, the siblings, the parents attending autism camp? Oh, look, there's, I mean, there's so many outcomes, proven um, outcomes from a lot of all of the activities that we're putting on. I mean, really, it's about building um, peer-to-peer support, uh, relationships. It's about... Um, improving emotional regulation. It's about understanding how the world works. It's about um, improving gross and fine motor skills. There's so many different elements. And there's a whole, again, a whole section on the website which really talks about the outcomes that we're aiming um, to um, have for the families that are coming. And we, we will follow that up. The process that we'll have where we will set goals at the start of the camp and then we'll follow up to see how that's gone. For me, I think one of, you know, like my daughter, like many autistic young people, has her passions and and we've discovered a couple already uh, but can be quite blinkered about trying new things. So by putting together a really exciting program, we're hoping that young people will go away and go, oh my God, I tried this and I really loved it and that maybe it's something they want to go away and do a bit more with, or even even as simple as using the proprioceptive sensory space and understanding that, oh, okay, if I use monkey bars to stretch my body out at the end of the day, that helps me release my anxiety. So there'll be a whole, there'll be so, so many different outcomes. But yeah, if people want to have a look at the sort of detail of outcomes that we're expecting, then if they go to the NDIS page 
on our website. Um, we go into quite a lot of detail there. We also um, have put a case study up that gives a really good idea of the sort of outcomes that you can expect both for the autistic young person and for the sibling and for and for the parents. We don't need to tell each other that it's uh, far <laughs> it's far from simple and extremely complex, the yeah, funding for parents and autistic kids. But for, for parents listening, could you just kind of briefly explain, I know it's on the website, but briefly explain <laughs> how the kind of camp costs can be, you know, partly covered or covered by NDIS and other kind of government funding models? Yeah, so we've put, we've put as much as we can through as um, um, NDIS um, costs um, that can be reclaimed through an individual plan. Of course, uh, depending on whether a child, what a child's diagnosis is, what their secondary diagnosis is, what their needs are. I mean, you know, I've had people call me who've had plans that are only six or $7,000 a year if they've got one. Um, and then some people who've got $50,000. So um, for someone who's got $50,000, they're, they're hoping to be able to put all the costs apart from their deposits through the NDIS because that's where they've got funding. So we can work to that model for them. Uh, but for people who don't have so much money in their plan, then um, they can put a portion through the NDIS and then they can contact their local carers organisation and have a chat with them to see whether they can put some of the, the carer-related respite costs for mum and dad, um, whether they can put some of the carer-related costs for mum and dad through as um, carer respite costs and reclaim those from their local carer organisation. It's a challenging time for carer organisations at the moment because there's a big change going on. In April, May, the whole caring model changes and moves across to um, a new system. Um, so there's a bit of change going on there. But, um, but at the moment, at least until April, May, you can get in touch with the, your local Commonwealth Respite, Care Link, um, Commonwealth Respite and Care Link Centre and, and they hopefully should be able to help you um, with some of that. Then, of course, there's people who don't have any funding at all. And because of that, and because we want to be as inclusive as possible, we have um, undertaken to um, give away one free package to a family at every camp by the time we get to year three. Now, by year three, we're hoping we'll be open in six locations around Australia. That's our plan, two locations every year for the next three years. And by the time we get to that scale, we should hopefully be able to self-fund um, a free place for a family at every single camp. And that's a place for families who don't have NDIS funding. Um, maybe it's a, you know, a, 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 a single parent who's got three kids on her own, doesn't have any funding, just no way she can touch um, you know, sort of paying paying for camp fees. So our, so our ACA Helping Hands program is for families like that. To be eligible for that, you'll need to not have NDIS funding. You'll need to have a healthcare card for the family. Um, and, um, yeah, and just, just like the main program, be able to prove diagnosis um, and, and fill in a medical um, access um, request questionnaire. So um, the, until we get to the stage where we can do that for free for a family at every camp, um, we have committed to, if we have any late cancellations, we'll pull in somebody off our helping hand um, um, waiting list to be able to take up a, a late access spot at camps. So again, hopefully trying to cater to as many different scenarios as we can. And you mentioned it briefly, the adding camps throughout the next few years. Can you give us any insight into into locations that we can expect to pop up around the country? Yeah, well again, that was very much led by the survey. Um, we sort of put up some ideas of where we were thinking. We've chosen holiday destinations because, well, coming from a rural area ourselves, we're very aware of how services are 
um, a bit more challenging um, for people to access in um, rural areas and that the, the larger metropolitan areas are better catered to, but also because we want this to be a holiday as well as all these other sort of capacity building things that we're doing. We want it to be a holiday too. So we've chosen holiday destinations, which is why we're starting in Byron Bay. We asked those 800 people what the, who, which which locations they would like from a number of locations and then the, the Byron was by, by far the, 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 the most popular but our second most popular was the Sunshine Coast. So we will open in the Sunshine Coast in September next year. I'm just about to head up there later this month to do a recce and find our accommodation partner up there. So Sunshine, uh, so Byron from January next year, Sunshine Coast from September next year. And then we're looking to um, probably the Mornington Peninsula in, in Victoria, the Fluoride Peninsula in South Australia, East Coast Tasmania and Margaret River in WA are kind of on our hit list for now, but we're very much guided by what people want. Um, so it may be that as we move down the track, we put another survey out and some of those destination ideas change. I'd love to be offering it also in the Northern Territory and other regions as well, because I'm very aware that there is, you know, with one in 60 young people now on the spectrum, there is a, a broad need across the whole country and those states often miss out. Some of those states often miss out. So we're keen to, to spread as wide as we can. We also have been getting a lot of feedback from people who, who where the young people have already fallen out of that 7 to 14-year-old age bracket. There's been a, a lot of requests for um, a teenager, young adult program and so that's very much on our radar too. So hopefully at some stage in the future we'll look at introducing an independent teenager young adult program um, as well. Which would be a great idea. It would be so valuable. And I think before I let you go, I just want to give you a chance to kind of, uh, you know, get out anything else you think parents listening right now should know about Autism Camp. And also if you kind of just give us an idea of how we can find out more and get in touch. Sure. Well, everything, all the information that you need is comprehensive information on the website. We've been as transparent as we possibly can with everything, um, as much information up there as we can to try and help people, including um, suggestions for goals to put in your NDS plan when you're in your planning meeting, um, the different support categories that are going to help us to be able to try and get this funded for you um, through to the sort of, like I say, outcomes that we can expect from from, from the CAM. So all that information is up on, on the website. There's a, an eight-stage enrolment process that we go through um, that's really comprehensive with the absolute best intention of um, looking after the young people to the best that we can. So um, it will take a moment to get through that process. But um, yeah, get in there, get a, camp, a family uh, family enrolment in as your stage one, and then we can we can work from there. Um, and also just to say, I mean, like we're new to this. We've got lots of experience in autism and we've got lots of experience in managing business. I have a great board of directors on board supporting me in this process. We've got psychologists and education experts and and autistic, most importantly, autistic people on our board. So we, we you know, we're, we're we're learning as we go though, because this is a, a quite an innovative, brand new model. So you're know, also really open to um, getting questions from people, trying to understand the best way that we can support people, and we're updating our frequently asked question sheets daily um, as questions come up from people, and if necessary, you know, adapting the model um, to make it easier. For people, we're, we, we're starting to hear that some care organisations are not being that helpful in some parts of the country. So we're now already looking and researching to see if there's other ways that we can get more of it funded by the NDIS so that we can offer up as many options as we can to make it as accessible.
simple as possible, really. So you can find Autism Camp Australia on Facebook. And where else can we find you? We want to give you a website address so people can jot it down. Sure. So autismcampaustralia.org. Um, is our website. You can find us on Facebook at Autism Camp Australia and on Instagram at autismcamp underscore Australia. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. It's been fascinating. I really do appreciate it. No problem at all. Do um, Also just to say that it's really worth people signing up to our newsletter so that they get kept up to date as things progress, as new camps and new products um, are released. Um, that's the best way to keep informed with, with what we're doing. And that, that newsletter sign-up is really easy to find on the website, which again is autismcampaustralia.org. I'm on it, but I've got to wait a couple of years till my son turns seven, but I'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. Thanks so much. My guest was Rachel Rowe, founder and CEO of Autism Camp Australia. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au. And thank you so much for listening to My Friend Autism. I really do appreciate it. And if the episode has resonated with you, please share it with your friends and family so we can reach more people. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, suggest a topic or area of autism to explore or just say hi, you can like the Orion Kelly Facebook page or send me a message via my website. It's orionkelly.com.au. That's O-R-I-O-N-K-E-L-L-Y.com.au. This podcast is here to break down stigmas and misconceptions around autism while providing real insights into life on the spectrum. Together, we can make the world a better place for autistic people. And remember, once you've met one person on the spectrum, you've met one person on the spectrum. All I'm asking is for you to open your hearts and minds to people a little bit different to you and embrace the benefits of neurodiversity. Until next time, thank you for opening your mind and embracing differences. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and never miss an episode. Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook or visit orionkelly.com.au.